Hi, this is Chris. And I'm Fezan. And this is Off the Script. Our podcast is here to give you a glimpse into the world of pharmacy from our point of view, and it really shouldn't be considered as medical advice. Both Chris and I are pharmacy students that are really passionate about pharmacy, and we'd love for all of you to learn about this mysterious world behind the counter. So I have a memory of a patient that had come to the pharmacy to ask a question like many patients do. And they were talking about essentially what sounded like a UTI. They were, they were expressing some symptoms, um, you know, burning when they were going to the bathroom. And it was very clear to me that what it sounded like was a UTI. However, I was not able to diagnose or prescribe because I don't have that in my capacity. And instead, what I do have the capacity to do is refer the patient to seek their family doctor or a walk-in doctor or go to the eMERGE. Unfortunately, the patient was very turned off by this fact because of the wait times associated with going to each of these settings. And it was also a weekend as well. So their family doctor wasn't available. Walk-in hours, uh, it was outside of those times. And then the patient would essentially have to go to the emergency and then wait. And because emergency is triaged by the most serious to the least serious, they probably wouldn't seek or they probably wouldn't see a doctor for a long time. The patient then asked me, you know what, is it okay if I just drink cranberry juice instead? And hopefully that, that'll get rid of it. And that's not the right solution. The, the patient needs medication if it is a UTI. And um, I, I advised the patient, you know, you should actually go and seek care instead. And, you know, they were, they were a little hesitant, but they went anyways. But this kind of boils down to the fact that there's a gap in our healthcare system. Currently and unfortunately, this story that Faison just shared is what we see every single day. I can't count the number of times that I've had to tell the patient what their symptoms are pointing towards and then have them return three hours later and say, oh, here's a prescription from the doctor with what you recommended. Soon though, pharmacists will actually be able to diagnose and prescribe medications for some common ailments is what they call them. And these are things like Faison described, a UTI, or maybe even some simple conditions like skin rashes or a whole multitude of conditions. And the reason that pharmacists are gaining these abilities is to cover a gap in our healthcare. And to put this into perspective, this gap that we're talking about is that over 800,000 people in Ontario currently do not have access to a primary care provider. We're on the other side, we have pharmacists who are the most accessible healthcare professional in the province. You have pharmacies that are open for 24 hours, pharmacies that are open on the weekends, and what other healthcare provider is there where you can walk in and without an appointment, speak directly to them without having to wait. So today we're gonna to be discussing common ailments prescribing. This is an initiative that is coming soon to Ontario pharmacists. It's going to be addressing the problem of hallway medicine and the lack of primary care access for a lot of Ontarians. Currently, to access medications, the flow of healthcare leaves pharmacists as the last stop for patients. However, with common ailments prescribing, the pharmacist could potentially be the only stop that some patients need. Today we'll be going over the details of what pharmacists are able to do, not just in Ontario, but across the country, what common ailments are, why it's a big deal, and why pharmacists are actually more than capable of fulfilling this role. 
So pharmacists have been an ever-evolving healthcare profession. Traditionally, they were just a dispensary. They only gave out medication. And now, these days, pharmacists can inject. They can do travel vaccinations. They can even prescribe for smoking cessation. And that's just the start of what's going on. Even in other provinces, pharmacists are already diagnosing and prescribing for conditions, among other expanded scopes of practice, as, as what it is called. And through these evolutions of our profession, whenever pharmacists are given new initiatives, their goal is to improve patient care. And so far, we've got a pretty good track record. Our hope is that with the introduction of common ailments prescribing, we can push the boundaries of what a pharmacist can do even further. You might be thinking Ontario is like the hub of everything that goes on. We have the biggest population, but it's kind of weird and backwards when it comes to what pharmacists are able to do because we're actually the second last province in Canada to get some sort of common ailments program or prescribing delivered to pharmacists. The champion of this was actually Saskatchewan and the Prairie provinces kind of, you know, took over this whole role. So it's nothing new. It's nothing new that pharmacists are doing. Um, It's nothing new really that's being introduced into the province. Sure, it hasn't been done here before, but it's being done pretty much all over the entire country. And what exactly are common ailments? Well, at this time, we don't have a strict definition, so we're not going to give you like a list of XYZ condition that will be able to be treated by pharmacists. But we do know so far that Saskatchewan pharmacists can prescribe for things like mild acne, heartburn, urinary tract infections, and even prescribe pills for birth control. It really depends on what the Ontario government decides to give pharmacists the ability to prescribe for and to diagnose for. But the hope is that we'll be able to cover a scope that is similar to Saskatchewan, which is really, I'd say, the leader in minor ailments prescribing. And just to add to that, because it's up to the government, it can either be they could they could go anywhere from just allowing us to diagnose and prescribe one condition all the way up to something like what Alberta has, where pharmacists can complete an advanced certification that allows them to prescribe almost any medication. So it really boils down to why is this even needed? And we have touched upon this, but we really wanted to dive into what the issue at hand is. And and we said the word hallway medicine. It's essentially what it sounds like. It's just where emergency departments are overfilled, they're at capacity, wait times are long. I've seen it myself in a hospital when I was working there. Patients are being actually treated in the hallway. There's a hallway nurse. That's so sad that that is an actual role. Like the fact that that is a designated position is so sad for our state of healthcare. And it's even built into the computer system. I found a patient and their their bed was called hallway bed one. So, I mean, the hospital had just accepted it as a fact of matter, right? So we want to stop this from happening. We want to stop the overflow from happening. And whatever pharmacists can do to help take the burden off of the rest of the healthcare system, we're more than willing to do it. And, and that's just going to improve patient care down the line because the people who really need to seek urgent care will get it in a timely manner. The people who can be addressed and triaged by other healthcare professionals like pharmacists can receive their care in a timely manner as well. And at this point, I really want to clarify that we're not trying to replace the emergency department. We're not trying to replace family doctors. Pharmacists, with their common ailments prescribing, we're trying to lessen the burden on the healthcare system and try to eliminate hallway medicine, try to reduce the stress that is put on to the doctors of the healthcare system. 
and wait times. No one likes to wait. And because our healthcare system is free, everyone has access to it. So with change, no one likes change. And already we've been seeing some lashback against the possibility or introduction of a common ailments program into Ontario. Um, so we wanted to talk about a few arguments to be made against giving common ailments prescribing to pharmacists and why we don't think that they're valid whatsoever. So the first one is, are pharmacists even qualified to prescribe? Isn't this traditionally seen as a doctor's role to diagnose and prescribe? In short, the answer is yes, <laughs> because pharmacists have actually already been given the right to prescribe smoking cessation medications. And when a pharmacist makes recommendations for a patient regarding over-the-counter medications, they're essentially assessing the patient, diagnosing them with a condition, and then giving them a product or prescribing them a product. So what's new with common ailments isn't necessarily the right to prescribe, but it's that the Ontario government and the healthcare system is trusting pharmacists to be able to correctly diagnose a patient and also to be able to see when a patient's condition is serious enough that they have to see someone else, that it's so serious that a pharmacist doesn't have the tools necessary to uh, prescribe a medication and that they should see a, a doctor or emergency. Again, this service is already being provided in other provinces. It's not anything new, and it's actually being done since 2012. We already have seven years of this being in practice. So it shouldn't be seen as something scary or, 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 or weird. Um, if it's already been working for seven years, the government hasn't taken back their prescribing rights in the other provinces. So the rollout of it into this province should be even easier with all the experience that we can get from the other provinces. The next point, and this is a juicy one, is that maybe pharmacists will just be greedy and overprescribe for fees because we have the ability to give medications and now we also have the ability to diagnose a person with a condition. Aren't we just going to totally abuse this power? This is totally possible that you can have a pharmacist that tries to abuse the system, over-prescribe, over-assess or falsify billings, whatever it is. But this is true for any fee-for-service program where it's contingent on the person who's providing the service to bill for the service. That's why we have oversight bodies in place to ensure that people aren't abusing the system. Already when pharmacies dispense medications and they're billing the government based on those prescriptions, the government does audits and those audits are taking a look at, you know, what work have you done? The services we're providing like med checks and, and medication reviews, the government also audits that to make sure that we're not just wildly billing them without actually completing them either. So this would really be no different. And there will always be bad apples in the system. But again, we just want to address the fact that the point of common ailments is to improve access to care and improve patient health care. That's the goal. So to summarize, anyone who has a fee-for-service can abuse the system, and pharmacists are not exempt from this rule whatsoever. But there are regulatory bodies that will monitor the prescribing patterns of pharmacists, and they will claw back money if necessary. So the other point to be made is, why, why pharmacists? Why not someone else? There's, they're not the only healthcare professionals out there. Pharmacists are now being put into the conversation for common ailments prescribing because pharmacist education programs in Canada have already been training pharmacists to have the ability to assess and prescribe for common ailments. 
However, we just haven't had the legislation to support our ability. So pharmacists have the ability currently, we just need to have the system be updated to allow us to help the patients. And this same argument was actually made earlier when nurses were given prescribing rights. Everyone was wondering, oh, like, are they, are they trained? Are they qualified? Why not someone else? Isn't this the doctor's role? But the data shows that nurse practitioners have been very safe and beneficial to the healthcare system. And as a whole, they are helping patients with access. And just to reiterate again, we're not trying to replace anyone in the system. This is not meant to replace doctors. This is not meant to replace nurse practitioners or physician assistants. This is just meant to supplement the system that has a very clear gap. And that gap is access to healthcare. Over 50% of Ontarians, 52% of Ontarians have reported difficulty accessing care after hours. And this is something that can be easily filled by pharmacists because pharmacies are often open late into the night, if not 24 hours. So why not give the ability to them to be able to help out people who are looking for care and access to care? And the way that they describe after hours is anything after 5 p.m. I don't know a single pharmacy that closes at 5 p.m. Even a pharmacy that's open until 9 p.m. will technically improve care for after hours. So the last, the last argument, and definitely not the least, is do pharmacists even have time for common ailments? As we discussed in previous episodes, the pharmacist is almost overworked already. We have so many different roles that we have to do and so many different tasks in a day. Do we even have time to actually shoe in common ailments prescribing? The good thing for patients, and this might be something that we actually will talk about in a future podcast, is the supply of pharmacists that are available and how many pharmacists we produce per year in Ontario. So you have all these new graduates coming out with all these trained abilities to be able to diagnose and prescribe for patients. And they're all looking to fill gaps in healthcare. If we give pharmacists more responsibilities, it's not just the one pharmacist that has to take on all those new responsibilities. Who knows, maybe you can have a pharmacist that specializes in prescribing and diagnosing only. And that's what they come to the pharmacy for. They don't give any medication out. They just see patients, diagnose them, prescribe them, and then they go to the room over and that's where they get their medication from the other pharmacist who does all the dispensing instead. And this is not something, again, this is not something new. I've worked at pharmacies where the owner will bring in another pharmacist as well as the other pharmacist who's dispensing to be able to deliver flu shots to patients. We definitely have a surplus of pharmacists, which just means lots of helping hands. So let's back it up. Let's go back to that first story at the very beginning of the podcast. A patient comes into your pharmacy and now you have the ability to actually prescribe for common ailments. Like what does that look like? What will this process look like in the near future? So there's a couple of scenarios that I can imagine what the future of this would look like. And the first scenario is the pharmacy is going to be your one-stop shop for everything. You're going to be going in, you're going to have the pharmacist seeing you, diagnosing you, prescribing you. You take your prescription over to the pharmacist in the dispensary, you get your medication, you're on your way home. The second scenario is you go in there, the pharmacist assesses you and realizes that your condition or, or whatever is affecting you might be more serious than what they're able to handle or more complicated. And they instead refer you to your family doctor or to the eMERGE. And when you end up going there, you realize that the wait time is a lot shorter because all these pharmacists who are diagnosing and prescribing have taken care of all the common ailments that were originally clogging up the healthcare system. And either way, it sounds like a win-win to me, so.
So by the time our next episode comes out, we might actually have common illness prescribing and maybe we'll make a podcast on how it's actually working in real life. Wait, what? The podcast is ending? What's going on? If you didn't catch our PRN episode from last week, yes, we are taking a break. Don't worry, we'll be back. And tentatively, the return date is going to be in fall. Fall-ish. Maybe early winter, depending on what the weather's like. If this is your first time listening to the podcast, there's plenty of episodes that you can dial back on. This is episode 20 of season one. And if this is your... 20th episode that you're listening to because you're a regular season listener of ours then thank you thank you then definitely look forward to the amazing stuff that we're going to be putting out for season two and if you don't remember listen to our PRN episode right before this one where we talk a little bit about and give a little bit of spoilers as to what we're planning on doing for season two's launch what we would really appreciate from everyone is if you can please visit our Facebook page, facebook.com slash podcast. We do have a survey that we will be posting there. Tell us what you liked about the podcast this season. Tell us what you didn't like. We really strive to improve and just make the podcast experience better for you guys. Share any of your opinions that you have, whatever's on your mind, and we'll put that into consideration for the next season. If you absolutely loved everything and you want us to keep doing the same thing, we are going to do exactly that. If you absolutely hated us and you want us to stop doing this, we're still going to do it. So so, so I guess the one group of people that we can't satisfy are the people that absolutely hate us. So once again, guys, thank you so much for all the support, all the love, all the feedback that we've gotten. And again, please fill out that survey. We would love to know what we can improve on or what you love throughout season one. And we will see you come fall slash early winter. We'll see you then. It'll be a short few months. Bye now. Love you all. Off the Script is a show filled with opinion, backed up by research and facts. What we discussed today shouldn't be taken as medical advice or treatment. So please consult your local pharmacist or doctor to help you out with whatever is going on in your life right now. Whether that's a new fever, some relationship issues, a skin infection, go see them instead. Uh, We don't want to see it, and we definitely aren't going to give you advice about it. Also, we'd like to thank Chill Hop Music for letting us use their tunes in our podcast. If you are interested in listening to more of their music, you can go to chillhop.com slash listen for more.